Hello there, my darlings, and welcome to episode 93 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stace, coming straight at you with a bit of an apology, twofold. The first is that this episode is just going to be little old me again, solo bolo in my way through life. I did try to get you a guest co-host person, but I was thwarted several times. Technology, schedules, not feeling very well, all sorts of palavers. So I haven't been able to do that, but the guest I was supposed to have will hopefully just be coming to my house to record (laughs) at some point in the next month. So hopefully they'll be my June session. And secondly, just to say I'm sorry if the sound on this episode is a bit weird. Uh, I'm recording in my living room, which is sort of open plan to the kitchen, where there is a clothes dryer on and also the boiler's making noises because my hubby's in the bath. I will try and noise remove, obviously, but uh, there's a chance that'll make me sound re-tinny, but oh well. So it's just me. I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about some of the stuff that I've been watching and reading and listening to lately that I've found interesting in some way. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is Lizzo's album, Cause I Love You. Um, I don't talk about music enough on this show, I think, given the fact that uh, I love music and I like noises to be in my ears pretty much any time that I'm not like watching telly or movies or reading. Uh, or so actually, sometimes while I'm reading, I don't mind a bit of music. But anyway, so Lizzo is uh, amazing. She is a big ball of wonderful, fluffy talent. Uh, I don't know if that's a weird thing to say about a singer, but there we are. I came across her because my hubby said to me, have you heard this song called Juice? Because you will love it. And so he put it on the telly for me and he was right. I fucking loved it. It is a proper, fun, upbeat summertime jam it's the kind of song that will come on in a club and everybody will dance it's the kind of song that you can't help but smile when it comes on it's the kind of song that has quite consistently made me literally start strutting as i've been walking down the street because i just can't help but feel like i'm fucking badass when it's on it's a very confidence boosting song but yeah, so her album came out a couple of weeks ago and uh it's it's fucking brilliant there's some like really good like R&B tracks on there there's some really good like soul tracks on there there's some proper upbeat pop jams on there it's just and she has got a set of lungs on her I can tell you now her voice is amazing just go and give that a check out if you feel like you want some fun bops in your life and yeah I loved that absolutely loved it Rich and I have been watching the new Twilight Zone which okay preface this by saying that I've never watched the Twilight Zone in my life. I think I've seen maybe two episodes that like I've happened to be in the room when Rich has been re-watching them because he really likes the Twilight Zone. So I don't I don't really know like what it is aside from being a bit weird and sci-fi and that. Um but I've got to say this new series has been really good. You probably already know it's helmed by um Jordan Peele who is the chap behind Get Out and that new film Us that I still haven't seen yet even though I really wanted to been really bad at going to the cinema this year considering i've got a cineworld card other cinemas and cards are available but i don't have those so i'm not going to mention them but yeah twilight zone so it's uh oh how to even talk about it without spoiling so coming from jordan peele he's you can probably tell from his like body of work that he's got quite a lot to say about you know the sort of current affairs and current state of like America in particular, but also like politics and uh, social politics and 
Yeah, so the the show just definitely leaned towards that sort of thing. Uh, for the most part, I would say it's really hit the marks that it that it wanted to hit. There was one particular episode that I thought just it it really struck a chord. It, it was very um, it was on the money. It wasn't too ham fisted. Um, I do think there have been a couple of other episodes that have been a little bit too much. Like there's um there's an episode that's very sort of it's it's very much about the Me Too sort of movement and you know all the sort of stuff surrounding abuse and whatnot. And yeah, that one, it's not quite, it's not so subtle. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Sort of like a sledgehammer is what that episode is. And there's also an episode that's sort of an allegory for immigration that I also think maybe wasn't quite there. But there's been some cracking performances, some wonderful writing. The, um, the direction has been great. There was a recent episode with Chris O'Dowd, which I thought was very good. Again, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil things. So I'll just say, if you're not watching it, you should probably give it a whirl because it is well good, in it? Yeah, so that's that. I'm trying to think if I've been to the cinema to see anything since I last recorded an episode. And I think I have, but I think it was only Detective Pikachu, which I want to save talking about until until my guest co-host person comes to my kitchen to record with me. So film-wise... Oh, I suppose I could talk about um, a film Rich and I watched yesterday called The Perfection, which uh, is a Netflix... Well, I think it was made for like film festivals and then Netflix have snaffled it up, as they are wont to do, and slapped it out quite recently. I will preface this review by saying that um, I do need to put a content warning on it. There will be mentions of rape and abuse, so if that is not your bag, then please do skip ahead like a few minutes. I'm also going to spoil the crap out of this because it's impossible for me to talk to you about about this film and the reasons why I am unsure of this film without plonking, whacking great spoilers in your ears. So if you don't want to have the perfection spoiled for you, please skip ahead. So this is a thriller-type film, and it finished, and I had no idea how to rate it because there were some parts of it that I thought were absolutely fucking top-notch brilliant, and then other parts that I really disliked. It sort of starts off being about a lady who used to go to a prestigious cello uh, school for cellists and um, had to leave when she was sort of, I would say, late teens. I don't know exactly what age she was supposed to be to take care of her um, her sick mum. And uh, after after her mum passes away, after about a decade, she tries to go back to the school and there's a sort of, there's a new prodigy on the block, as it were. So the main character's name is uh, Charlotte and the new prodigy type person is called Lizzie. And it's this is such a weird movie because it starts off for the first sort of like third. It makes you think, it tries to make you think that it's a film about a virus, but you don't buy that at all, like even a little bit. Then it sort of seems like it's going to be a film about how Charlotte's gone bananas um, from looking after a mother and also with jealousy because this Lizzie person is like an amazing cellist and how she's going to exact her sort of like retribution kind of thing. It then takes like a total swerve. Yeah, do you know what? I am going to full on spoil it. So basically Charlotte drugs Lizzie up, makes her think that she's got bugs coming out of her hand so that she chops one of her own hands off 
and you find out later that she you think at first that it's because she's like some sort of jealous cellist maniac which I actually thought was quite an interesting story especially because obviously the film there's quite a lot of the film left and I wondered where they were going to go with it but what the, what you then find out is that she she does this to save Lizzie because the school that they they were both going to the teachers there demand such a level of perfection that if the kids don't meet that they are they're punished with rape and the whole film takes a very weird sort of rape revenge turn as both of the girls try and go back to the school and like lure the teachers into a trap and kill some of them and yeah so it's such a bizarre film because on the one hand I really loved the fact that it kept making you think it was something else there were some really awesome sort of stylistic directorial choices the two the two main actresses were absolutely amazing with what they had like they were both they had a lot of chemistry together they were both really selling you know what they were doing but I feel like as soon as this became about rape revenge it started losing it for me the first the first reason why is because I feel like once you find out that Charlotte's plan is to sort of exact revenge for the rapes uh, that she suffered as a child at this school it becomes very clear to me that she actually didn't need to do anything to Lizzie at all in the sense that she could very easily have sort of wormed her way back into the school and then done whatever it was she wanted to do when she got there uh, without involving Lizzie at all and the fact that she and Lizzie sort of start a relationship it feels to me like Lizzie's replaced one abuser that tells her that the abuse that she's going through is to make her a better person or a better cellist or whatever with another one because like obviously Charlotte Charlotte makes the decision to to drug her convince her that she's riddled with bugs and to chop her own hand off and she convinces Lizzie that this is the best thing for her rather than actually just sitting down and talking to her about what was going on at the school and convincing her to get out of there the other thing that's very annoying about that is the fact that she has also, because she's done that, like it makes sense in the sense that um, obviously she can't play the cello with one hand. So, well, actually, I don't know. I'd assume, you know, maybe you could with a prosthetic, a really good one. I don't know. But the idea is that she can't. And so that's her way of getting Lizzie out of the school. But <sighs> she's taken the one thing that Lizzie's whole life revolves around, the one thing she loves the most playing the cello and producing music and and stopped her from doing it and that to that to me is a form of abuse so I don't I don't know I just that didn't sit right with me at all and then the very weird thing that I found was that the main guy that was raping them when they were children they decide to sort of like cut all of his limbs off but sew them up so he's still alive sew his eyes shut and his mouth shut so he can't see them talk to them but leave his ears so that that they can be free so that the movie sort of ends with them finally playing this piece perfectly the way that, that that he'd been trying to get them to do it all along with um charlotte on the bow and lizzie actually you know playing the notes on the cello with her one hand um because lizzie also loses an arm in a, a, a bit of an arm in a battle towards the end um and that really didn't sit right with me either because it felt to me like the movie was trying to say that those two women still after all of that felt like they needed to prove themselves to him that they needed his approval 
for their playing. I don't know. I just, I did not like that ending at all. And it is such a shame because, like I say, the movie itself has a lot of good ideas. It does some really cool stuff. It keeps you, like, turning. You're like, what's even happening right now? Blah. But, yeah, it just, the whole sort of, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the movie was as clever about that stuff as it maybe thought it was. So, yeah, I thought that was a slightly, slightly bizarre movie. Uh, I can hear that my hubby has just emptied the bath, which means I'd better rain this off. So um, I hope you all have a wonderful month. I'm very sorry again for the really short Stace Only episode. I will get something sensible done soon. Um, And if you have any ideas of what I can do for my 100th episode to make it special, because that will be coming up uh, fairly soon, um, then do get your ideas over to me. But in the meantime, have an absolutely bloody great whenever you're listening to this. And I shall speak to you next month. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>